We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Timeline is a Blue Wire podcast. Durant doing his dance. Tracked by Green into the corner. Shamit elevates. Get it again! Sam, the Phoenix Suns won again and tied the series 2-2 versus the Denver Nuggets in one of the most fun and weirdest games I think I have ever seen in the NBA playoffs. How you feeling? You can say that again. One of the weirdest games we have ever seen. I'm feeling very good as the Suns took care of business at home. I will never forget this game. I would yeah. even go so far as to call it a classic. At least, yeah. it, I, I don't know about, you know, in the greater sphere, but at least in Suns playoff history, this to me was a classic game. It was so freaking weird. Uh, where do we start? Probably with Devin Booker again for the millionth time. Where else do we start? <laughs> 36 points, 12 assists, six rebounds, one steal on 14 for 18 shooting. I, one of the best two game runs by any player in the playoffs without question. He he has these stat lines that look like a a 7 foot center from the 1980s except he's not. <laughs> he's shooting jump shots off the dribble, getting to the rim, shooting threes, getting to the free throw line, doing it all all while averaging an a, an insane number of assists. In this game doubled up the next closest player in Kevin Durant just manipulating the game in every single way and playing at the highest level of any player in the playoffs and it's, by all stats one all of the due highest respect. players of any player all time highest levels of all, any player all time all due respect to Jimmy Butler but it's there was this kind of conversation a couple of days ago of who's having the better playoffs Devin Booker or Jimmy Butler it, it's not close it's not close now it's, <laughs> it's too much it's Devin the evidence he is scored, too much he scored 36 points tonight and uh, you know but unfortunately well, it was an 8 o'clock start time, so actually I think maybe the East Coast people actually—I obviously saw this game. Maybe the yeah. other East Coast people saw this game as well, and that'll reflect in some of the narratives. He scored 36 points, and his playoff average went down. 
<laughs> it went down from like 36.5 to 36.3. But it went down. Yeah, we're up to nine games now, too. This is not... In the playoffs, that's enough. We're, we're more than halfway through. Well, we're halfway through, we'll say. <laughs> more than halfway through. I guess it has to be because it can only be t- seven games at most. The second round of the playoffs, and he's averaging an insane... An insane stat line. All we're playing really excellent. Like I don't. There's like zero defensive mistakes from him either. Now this game he did have five fouls and five turnovers. But when you combine that with twelve assists, it's hard to take anything away from that. Not to mention when you play the amount of minutes he's playing, which is forty minutes in this one. Uh, the five fouls. It's just going to happen in some games. It's just going to happen, especially well, when you're trying to up the physicality on the Nuggets to make it harder on them to score. Yeah, and on the offensive side of the ball, regarding the turnovers, I mean, when the Nuggets start to turn up the physicality and when they change their focus defensively to take the ball out of Devin Booker's hands no matter what and start sending traps at him every time. uh, Overall, the way he's seeing the floor and making the right decision nine times out of ten right now, uh, compared to even his co-star, who Kevin Durant still had a terrific, terrific game in many respects, but... The ball security that we're seeing, if you look at the two of them right now, because ball security is a big kind of crux issue with this team, with Chris Paul off the floor. If there's one thing you can say about Chris Paul, it's that he doesn't turn the ball over. Suddenly the Suns are struggling a little bit more with turnovers without Chris Paul. Yeah. Uh, More of that is falling on Kevin Durant than it is on Devin Booker. (laughs) Devin Booker is not the guy who's struggling so much uh, in that respect. Yeah. So it's 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 the rest of the team there. And Booker's taking care of business. Twelve assists to five turnovers is a lot different than six assists to five turnovers, which is what Kevin Durant had. And this is not to say Kevin Durant had a bad game. He was he so was, good. He was terrific. He was so he was. good in this yes. game. Thirty six points, eleven rebounds, six assists, two steals and one block, playing great defense, continuing to play great defense after a bit of a rough rough stretch, I would say, in the second quarter for him, help defense wise. Finished the game with some amazing help defense and like once again these two guys uh, as far as basketball goes are the story of the game both scoring 36 points Devin Booker on the most insane run we've ever seen uh, one of the most insane runs in the history of the NBA and then Kevin Durant kind of returning to form because of a rough first two games for him in this series and an up and down first round if we're looking at the full picture here and uh, and that's why they won and that's what it's going to take it's once again it's going to take both of them being incredible. But they did get some help in this game, Sam. And that help came in the form of Landry Michael Shamit. Landry Michael Shamit. This was your night. This was your night. Landry Shamit hit big shot after big shot. How many threes did he hit? He went five, five for eight. Five for eight from the three-point line was uh, Landry Michael Shamit, who went out there and said, God damn it, no one... Said no one tells Landry Shamet that he can stink it up nine games in a row in the playoffs. He said nine games is one game too That's many. That's my limit. That's my limit. Eight bad games in a row is enough. I'm drawing the line here at nine. And he went out at 19 points, played 30 minutes. Yeah. Plus 15. Shout out Landry Shamet. I mean, if he shot like he would have in literally any other game in the playoffs, uh, this is a loss. We finally got one. Thanks to the bench. In fact, I need to do some arithmetic real quick. The Nuggets bench had 11 points total. They only run an eight-man rotation, but they had 11 points total. The Suns bench had 40. Yep. Between Landry Shamit, Terrence Ross, Jock Landale, 
and TJ Warren. Incredible. The bench won us a game. Yeah. KD and Book were fantastic. Yep. But the bench won us the game. Yep. In this game, TJ Warren, Jock Landale, another amazing game by Jock Landale. And we can come back to that at some point if we'd like to hear. Um, Landry Shamit and Terrence Ross were the guys off the bench. And look, this is as much as you as much as you can lean into offense. Because Ross is not a great defender. Shamit tries really hard. And I think in this game, I think his effort actually made a big difference defensively. But I you know, he still has the body of someone who can't contest a shot if there's any step back at all. And look, he tries really hard, so we'll give him effort or credit for that. But not a plus defender, really. And then Jock Landale, who actually is a good defender, but in a comparison to Bismack Biombo, obviously you know that they're putting him in for the offense. And he, like I said, another really, really excellent game by him. And then TJ Warren, who once again had some clutch points at the end of this one now uh, as free throws, played 19 minutes. Torrey Craig played zero minutes. No Baisley, obviously. No Wainwright, no Biombo. Chris yep. Paul still injured. No Damian Lee. Um, so we know the rotation there. Four guys off the bench, Warren, Landale, Shamit, and Ross, and it's working. It's working. You put pressure on them to make decisions offensively. You run double drag with shooters on both sides of the floor, and now they struggle, right? They're trying to send two guys at Booker. They're trying to send two guys at Durant, and now when there's shooters on the floor, they're scrambling a little bit harder, and that just opens up the lane either for Devin Booker to drive or for them to hit threes. And in this game, they had 13 threes. It's not a huge number, but they took more it was, than the Denver Nuggets. In comparison, it's a huge number. They Yeah, they attempted 29. They took more than the Denver Nuggets. I meant to look this up before the pod, but of course we record these immediately after. Just I threw that stat out on playback. The fact that they took more threes than the Denver Nuggets kind of blew my mind. Yeah. Don't think we've seen it yet in any game of the playoffs. I'd have to, I'd have to double check that. Um, but this really felt like the double drag game. Obviously, double track has always been one of the Suns' go-to plays. It's one of Chris Paul's favorite sets. Uh, but I don't think we've seen just stretches of double drag after double drag. All being called by Devin Booker. But I don't think we've seen just... I, I don't think we've seen it to the extent that we did tonight. Of right. here, Fuck it. Here are seven, eight, nine double drag plays in a row. Right. Exactly as you said. We're going to space with Terrence Ross in one corner, Landry Shab in the other, or whatever, and let it rip. Are we burying the lead here? Are we this much of basketball nerds that we're burying the lead here? <laughs> I don't I, I don't know what to make of this next thing that we're going to talk about because everyone is going to talk about it. Everyone has to have a take on it, and it is one of the most bizarre things that I've ever seen in a basketball game. But is it the lead? Is it more important than the fact that Devin Booker is currently playing like the best son ever? We didn't even talk about... Okay, we'll get there. <laughs> What's the thing you want to talk about? Jokic pushed Matt Ishbia and got a tech in what he could did. lead to a, a, a suspension. I don't think it will. I don't, I don't think it's going like, to. As which we is said on the playback, Adam Silver doesn't have the guts he, to do it. He, he just he doesn't. He doesn't have the balls. Yeah. He, 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 I don't have any faith in, in him to do it. I don't really care if they do or they don't. If it's against the rules, you know, I would expect them to, to do it. But if they don't, then I'm not going to be surprised by that or, or even angry because I just, I just doubt it. The I do fact think that, that, I, it, that the rules are applied differently to different players, and that's how the NBA is. That's true. Rules are certainly applied to different players. Um, that didn't save Amari Stoudemire in 2007, who was certainly a star player that the Suns could have used in that series. However, yeah. I am one to turn the other cheek. 
I believe that just because we got fucked in that series and different circumstances, obviously, that was leaving the bench. This was <laughs> Jokic uh, sho- shoving our owner. Yeah. A fan um, uh, for all intents and purposes. A fan for yeah. all intents and purposes. Sure, sure, sure. The stands begin in the first row as the is the verbiage yeah. of, and of Mike, that rule. Michael Malone pretended to not know it was the Suns owners. So as far as they were concerned, it was a fan. He legitimately might not have known. He knows. Uh, Come on. Ju- These guys follow the league. I don't know. I, I I really don't know. Matt Ishbia, he he sells mortgages. Like he's you know he yeah, but he also traded for Kevin Durant. Yeah, you but know, like he, that doesn't not mean just, that doesn't, there's also that doesn't basketball mean, involved. That doesn't mean you know what he looks like. How many owners do you really know what they look like? There's a difference to be able to name their names and know what they look like. I'm not sure Jokic knew who he was either. Right. Anyway, uh, my point I, is, I, I we got fucked. I think they definitely knew. <laughs> <laughs> we got fucked in 2007. That doesn't mean I want Jokic to be suspended here. Even if the Suns went on and 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 won that series, uh, I would not consider it to be gratifying. Yes, it is technically against the rules. Let's explain what happened too. I just want to beat by beat go through it. Insane. A bit just uh, yeah. The the Suns were going for a, an offensive rebound. Josh Kogi dove for the ball. Basically fell into the lap of the the guy sitting directly next to Ishpia. The ball bounced into Matt Ishpia's hands. Matt Ishbia was getting up to check on Josh Okoge as Jokic was going for the ball. And Ishbia held onto the ball a little tighter than Jokic liked. He slapped the ball out of his hands and then pushed him into his seat. Was Matt Ishbia clearly holding the ball to give Okoge a little more time to get up? Absolutely. 100% without a doubt. Was it still really stupid to push him? Yes. I cannot believe that Jokic lost his cool like that in a game where he was the most important player. Frankly... For all of his skills, yes, he's the two-time MVP. Yes, he's the most gifted playmaker at his position ever. Um, Jokic and losing his cool kind of goes hand in hand. (laughs) I don't think that's taken a cheap shot. I think it's just we've asked campaign about it, asked Markeith Morris about it. He loses his cool. That's who he is. Um, Matt Ishbia, though, with kind of a masterful flop there as well. I mean, he definitely I mean, got pushed by a gigantic person. Yeah, no, he don't get me wrong. He got pushed. I mean, I would have flew out of my seat if Jokic pushed clip. me. But he also <laughs> gave some, he gave it a little extra mustard as if he was a seasoned veteran <laughs> trying to draw a, a charge or a, a foul, an offensive foul in front of the refs. It was I'm just not- like he was a player out there on the court. It was incredible. I just, we just laughed, not even really analyzing what was happening. We did a playback stream tonight. And I could not believe what we were watching. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen happen in an NBA game. It's one of the (laughs) funny. Well, I mean, just the fact when Jokic pushed a guy first or, you know, but then to realize on the replay that, holy shit, of all the people sitting in the front row, that's Matt Ishbia. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. Sitting next to Isaiah Thomas, by the way. Uh, Yeah. And Jokic who was sensational in this game. Again, 53 points, 10 assists, uh, only four rebounds. Credit to the Suns on, on on keeping him off of the boards as much as possible and winning the rebound battle. Maybe for the first time in the series as well, um, although Michael Porter Jr. picked up a lot of that slack with 10 rebounds on his part. Um, but to see him do that in a game of this importance for them you know, maybe more important for the Suns, all things considered, since they have two more home games left if it goes seven. But it's just such a bad decision. And and regardless of if he's suspended, because I don't think he will be, it puts a lot of pressure on the NBA to say something or do something. 
you know, I made the joke on the playback stream that Matt Ishbia should press charges just because it would be funny. <laughs> it would just be funny if all of a sudden he was pressing charges against the best player on the other team uh, in the middle of a playoff series as a distracting t- tactic, of course, uh, because he's he's clearly not hurt in any way. But now there's it's a it's a storyline. It's one of the things that's going to happen when they play the highlights of this incredible game uh, to watch. It's going to be part of the story. And Adam Silver is going to have to say something about it. You know, maybe he's going to be fined. Maybe he's going to, I don't know, get some sort of something happen that's not related to actually being suspended. But he's going to have to say something because you can't go into the crowd. First of all, you're not even supposed to take the ball from somebody that's holding it. The ref is supposed to do that. And that's actually in the rule book we found out during this game. Uh, and then, By yeah, the way, you, also didn't, you, didn't mention, you didn't mention that when he initially tried to take the ball from Mishpia, he failed. Like, which was the funniest part, by the way. I mean, that's the part that's not getting enough enough uh, attention here. Like, does Matt, Matt Ishbia Ishbia was have... capable of holding on to the ball with enough strength to keep the two-time MVP slash Serbian, because that's important to a lot of people on Twitter today, uh, from actually taking the ball from his grasp. Someone needs to hit the weight room. That's what Bucks fans would say if it was their guy. Hit the weight room. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's talk uh, basketball now because that's, uh, that's an interesting aspect of this. A little campaign started again. Josh Okogie started again, and I guess there's no reason to change that up at this point. You know, both of those guys campaigned five points, Josh Okogie four points. Not exactly uh, an amazing showing by either of them. They were trying to push the pace early with campaign. And actually, I would say the majority of the game, they were trying to push the pace. How many shots did they end up with? Only 81 attempts overall, so not really a ton. 89 for the, the Nuggets won that battle as far as well, field goal attempts. The Nuggets did not turn the ball over in this game. Yeah, in the Suns that's did. true. It was a big, it was a big thing. Yeah, so that's a good point. That's something they can absolutely clean up overall. Um, Aiton only twenty-seven minutes. Landale was up to twenty-one minutes in this game, which is kind of odd. Doesn't feel like there was a lot of time without centers on the floor, but those minutes don't quite add up <laughs> to what you would expect it to be. Um, I guess that's forty-eight. But Aiton was minus twelve overall. Jock Landale ended plus 16. 
Aiton had a lot of effort in this game. Three offensive rebounds on the first possession of the game. Ended with four. But we're looking at a game where you could probably say that DeAndre Aiton was good in this game uh, for for the most part. And it was eight points, eight rebounds. Yeah, I, I think yeah. mostly overall, I, I think it speaks to something, though, that Jock had 21 minutes because Monty yeah. stumbled into something again with Jock where he was just... It's not that Aiton was bad, but his effort, again, was kind of inconsistent to the point where it just made more sense to have Jock out there for, for 21 minutes in a way where you go into this series and typically you're expecting that guy in that position to maybe play 10 to 15 max. Um, Aiton had some really good defensive stretches, and then I, I, you know, I thought he was good at the beginning of the game and the end of the game, but the middle th- uh, half, the second and third quarter, was a problem. Sometimes. And then, and you know, even there were lapses in the fourth quarter. Ball watching again, allowing guys to grab offensive rebounds. The one where I think he watched as Jamal Murray grabbed an offensive rebound and then laid it up over him kind of sucked the soul out of me a little bit because it was yeah. at a pivotal moment. Um, yeah, the, some, you know, those, there was some, those some continue to happen. Drives, some slow yes. drives by Jokic where he just still got to the rim real easily. I think, the, and look, he's strong, so I'm not saying it's all very easy. This is all on relative terms to NBA players, of course. I think what's what's still a struggle in this game is that when the Nuggets start lighting the Suns up, and which they did for a stretch in the third quarter, it's with the strategy of putting Aiton in the action, and that continues to work for them where they're bringing Aiton out and they're just running pick and rolls with DeAndre and, and they're getting good stuff out of it over and over and over again. Not always Aiton's fault, but often it is. And and often they take DeAndre Aiton out and they put somebody else in, in Jock Landale, and it gets better immediately. They closed that third quarter really, really strong because of Jock Landale and it had a big uh, effect on it. Some of the minutes, you know, 27 minutes for Aiton is, is foul-related, four fouls in this game, and they took him out when he got his fourth. Didn't finish with any more than that. Um, but yeah, it's, I, you know, I don't know what to, what to say about it other than it's a good strategy for the Nuggets to isolate Aiton on an island as much as possible defensively and try to attack that going to the rim. Mm-hmm. And they're going to continue to get good offense out of it. And um, yeah, I mean, we still got to run with what we got. <laughs> so it is what it is. It's kind of like, look, we expected Landry Shamit to play this game. We didn't expect him to be great, but he kind of had to play. And it just so happened that he was great. At some point, it would be nice to get a great game by DeAndre. And, and even in this one where he was much improved from the disaster that was the last game, it was still was just fine. It was just fine. You know, it yeah. wasn't great. <clears throat> yeah, it was just fine. Um, Booker trusted him, I remember, at a pivotal moment in the late fourth two, got doubled, and uh, Aiden had sealed off uh mpj underneath the basket ended up getting an n1 out of it i actually can't remember if did he miss that free throw he maybe did yes he Um, did yeah yeah, he did miss that free throw but it was still a big bucket and still just you know they regardless of how he's playing in the series they need to trust him in those moments because you can't just throw the cross court skip pass all the way to the corner whoever's in the corner whether it's shamit or ross every time you need to trust the guy in the middle um if he's got you know michael porter jr on him and that, that was a big shot for Aiton, but overall a mixed bag in terms of his performance again. 52% from the free throw line in the 2023 playoffs. How is many De- attempts? Is, is DeAndre Aiton, let's see. How many attempts? 2.6 per game, so on, on par uh, with his on par with his regular season average, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know. I can't do that math. What is that, like 33? No, it's something? like 20-something. Yeah, it's not many. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, not many. Nine games, so... 
Oh, yeah, there's only been nine games so far. Yeah. Fuck. You can see how bad at math we are. <laughs> That's uh, like 23. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's odd. I don't know what's going on with his free throw percentage. I think there were a few in the Clippers series that I think just them being in the clutch just got to him a little bit, and he was a little shook, and he missed some. But the fact that he's just hovering around 50% is just another added to the pile of, of problems with DeAndre and so far this postseason. Um, but they got out of this one and they won and, you know, and he did, like you said, had a pivotal bucket at the end there with, uh, off of a great pass by Devin Booker. So I was happy to see that you got to punish Michael Porter Jr. Who I think is still playing relatively good defense as far as knowing where to be, but can't handle somebody DeAndre in size in the right place at the right time. Uh, so credit to him there. Let's, uh, well, what, what, what else do you have there? Oh, nothing. Go ahead. Let's talk about the Nuggets a little bit. Yeah. Kind of buried the fact that this was a 53-point Jokic game. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, they got his, a good his game. His career pl- playoff high. Yep. A great game from Jokic. A good game from Murray, and the Suns still won. Murray yeah. is a problem for them, though. I, I, know. I know. That's why I wanted to bring it up, man, because it's, I mean, it's the... F- why it was so important also that the Suns won this game? Because could you imagine what people would be saying if... The fact that Jokic can have this type of game and it's just, it just gets buried yeah. afterwards. That's what happens in the playoffs if you lose. It doesn't matter how many points you score. Um, they have a Murray problem because anytime the ball is in Jamal Murray's hands and not in Nikola Jokic's hands, that is an issue in terms of getting the rest of their offense involved. Michael Porter Jr. also struggled to get involved in this one. I think part of that was just he shot two for nine from deep. And in the average game, Nuggets fans are probably hoping he shoots three or four for nine or whatever. That would have helped. Um, but he didn't really get involved. Aaron Gordon, you know, will continue to get his his however many points in the offense, but that doesn't mean the Suns are going to guard him. Yeah, uh, They're not. And Jamal Murray, for long stretches of this game, was, y- yes, he had 28 points, but it didn't really feel like he was a factor all that much. Yeah, I so think they he, are a one-man wrecking crew with Jokic. He hit a few shots at the end of the game to kind of save his stat line. And, you know, Murray with only one three-pointer, that's good for the Suns. You know, that that's the type of game that doesn't hurt them. The, the thing that they struggle with is if Jokic is not going to get his assists off like he normally can, and in this game he kind of did, to be fair. And in the last he, game he kind of did too. He um, absolutely did last game. He had 17. But he comes off the floor at some point, and they have to rely on somebody to run the offense and Murray finished with seven assists. But when the ball's in his hands, the decisions are not always great and they're not going to be. And even when Jokic is on the floor, there's quite a bit of Murray on the ball and he really has to explode points wise um, in order to be really effective against the Suns. And he's definitely capable of that. And even in this game, you know, it's technically an efficient game, you know, 28 points on 25 shots, but I think it's a good place for the Suns to be if he's doing that. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I think that's like, you know, average of league-wide efficiency in terms of true shooting. I'd have to figure out exactly what it is. He only got to the free-throw line twice, too. It's like he's operating in that mid-range area where the Suns drop defense wants him to be. And at the end of the day, Jamal Murray's a good scorer in the mid-range, but he's not Kevin Durant. He's he's not even Devin Booker with the way Devin Booker's playing in this yeah. year's playoffs, yeah, in the right. mid-range specifically. So he's got to keep the defense honest for them by coming around and hitting pull-up threes. Um you know, one thing I'll say again is that I think Landry Shamit played the best defense, surprisingly, of anyone. I got to give him credit again. It wasn't just his offense. I thought he played the best defense of anyone on Jamal Murray tonight. Josh Okoge continues to kind of struggle in that assignment mm-hmm. more than I expected. He's he's not 
creating extra possessions. He's not forcing turnovers like I maybe anticipated he would in this series. And he played 17 minutes tonight, which isn't a whole lot. And I don't think he was a problem in his minutes. But he also wasn't necessarily... There's still a lot of separation when Murray is coming off those screens and Akogi isn't necessarily fighting through it like we'd expect. So I think there's room there for Jamal Murray to come around and and take six or eight or ten pull-ups if he wants to, but he didn't feel comfortable in this one. Yeah, and I'll be interested to see what they do. I thought the Suns did a good job of mixing up the coverage on Murray too. You know, yeah, they did. They did blitz him sometimes, which was sometimes a nice they touch. yeah, sometimes they were switching. I think with eight, and they tried to avoid switching as much as possible. With the backup lineups, they were more apt to switch. When he was without Jokic on the floor as well, they did blitz him, I think, two, maybe three times. But just not you know, giving him the opportunity to fully know exactly what kind of coverage is coming, I think, is the right thing for Murray because ultimately he wants to score. And if you're trying to force the ball out of his hands when the other second-best offensive player on the floor is Aaron Gordon, it's probably going to be good. And I think it's not a coincidence the Suns won the minutes with Jokic off the floor for two games in a row. Um, I think that's just something that they're going to have to do, especially if he's going to continue scoring at the, at the rate and the efficiency that he has scored at in the last few games. It's just, you got to win those minutes and the Suns do a good job too, because the nuggets, they mostly switch everything when Jokic is off the floor and if you're switching with Jokic off the floor, Kevin Durant's going to attack against somebody like Jamal Murray. And as soon as Jamal Murray is on Kevin Durant, they're going to send a double. The ball can move in the right way and find the right guys to score. And in this and in this game, it did. And shout out once again. I want to say it again. Jock Landale, two really great games in a row. Uh, you know, he has been vital in both of the Suns' wins in this series. And I hope he continues to play as good as he's playing. Uh, because this is just the kind of stretch for a player off the bench where maybe it's not going to show up tons in the box score as far as points. Uh, but he has been huge, like absolutely vital in yeah. these games. Um, another great game for Jock Landale. Already talked about Landry Shamit. Terrence Ross played a role, hit his threes. That was important. Uh, these guys have to continue to... S- I mean, they don't need to do this every night, but they have to, s- to some extent sustain this play, right? Because isn't there a chance... Game five, if you're Michael Malone, Devin Booker is averaging 36 points per game in this series on 73% true shooting. He's absolutely torched you two first quarters in a row. Is it kind of going to be an approach of, all right, playtime's over? Like, should we expect the very first screen that Booker is involved in uh, as the on-ball player uh, next game that they're just going to blitz him immediately? Are they just going to come out? saying you will not score on us, make well, someone else score. The thing is, is that they are doing that. You know, it just hasn't mattered yet. I, I don't think we're looking at a case. You can give a lot of credit, a lot of credit to Kevin Durant for how good Devin Booker has been. And and that is deserved credit. The The frequency definitely picked up throughout the game, though. They, I yes. mean, there was, there was a point at which they would, I mean, they were as aggressive as you can possibly get. The 12 assists are from doubles on Durant, or on Booker, I should say. You know, that's where he's getting his assists from. The points, I think, and this is the struggle for them, often come when Durant is doubled, and then Booker's catching it one-on-one, and there's no time to bring a second guy at him. So Booker's just doing such a good job 
of navigating when he's in charge of the pick and roll. Sometimes he goes for his shots. The majority of the time, he's just finding the next best guy to pass it to, and the Suns are trying to find offense out of that, and that's what he has to continue to do. I just don't think it. we're really in a scenario where they're not doubling him. They are. I would love to see the stats on that. Maybe somebody will post them as far as how much each player has been doubled. It seems like Durant gets doubled anytime he's in the post, at the very least. And then Booker, I would say on a good 50, 60% of his pick and rolls, they have at least at the level of the screen, if it's Jokic. No, they're at the level. Jokic is at the level of the screen as their baseline defense. But there's there's a difference between if you open up with that versus what they went to later in the game. Um, Just another thing I want to throw out there also, the Suns had 20 fast break points tonight to Denver's 10. Booker, a part of that's campaign, and we talked about the difference with campaign running the show versus uh, versus Chris Paul, but a lot of that's Devin Booker too. In fact, I'd be curious exactly how what his transition scoring frequency is in this series because that feels like it's really picking up. And that's going to be a way for him to just continue to score, get his scoring averages up, uh, even when they're playing him as aggressive as possible. Right. Uh Playoff leaders, minimum 100. I'm just going to end this with a few stats for Devin Booker and Kevin Durant here. Playoff leaders, minimum 100 field goal attempts. Leaders in points per game, Devin Booker. Leader in field goal percentage, Devin Booker. Leader in three-point percentage, Devin Booker. Jesus Christ. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant combined to score 158 points in the two Suns wins. Per ESPN Stats and Info, only one duo in NBA history has scored more during a span of two playoff games, Michael Jordan and Orlando Woolridge in 1986 oh. before we were born. <laughs> okay, interesting. Shout That's... out Orlando Wool- Wool- Woolridge. <laughs> have you ever heard that name before? Because I don't. Did you say I Woodridge have... or Woolridge? Woolridge. <laughs> Woolridge. Shout out him. I have not heard that name. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are the first duo in NBA postseason history to each record 35 points, five rebounds, and five assists in consecutive playoff games. It's crazy. Yeah, I think the trade worked. I don't know. I mean, we're not out of the series yet, obviously. We've got a long <laughs> way to go to because you got to steal a game against Denver, but I, Cale Bridges wasn't going to play at this level in the playoffs, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I think it was a good idea. I stand by that. They're pretty Michael ridiculous Jordan. together. Michael Jordan had four career games with 36 or more points on over 75% field goal percentage in the playoffs. That's tied for most ever. Uh, for a player shorter than six foot seven, he is tied with Devin Booker. <laughs> I mean, we're seeing one of the greatest playoff runs of any player all time. Yeah. And he continues to do it time and time again. And yes, if you're a person that's saying, how can he keep doing this? That's, I mean, you're right. Most of the time you're right. But he keeps defying odds. And it's hard to imagine that it's going to stop anytime soon. Maybe it will. You know, I don't know that how the Suns can win without it at this point. But he continues to defy odds over and over again. And it's been well, maybe remarkable to watch. I have no idea what to expect of Chris Paul. We don't have any updates. I mean, maybe if Chris Paul came back... Some people are saying we're playing better without him. We don't need him. But I'm, I'm trying to think of ways that they could win if if you got a less than stellar game from Booker. Chris Paul could potentially still help. Yeah, maybe Aiton has 20 points for the first time. No and, doubt, though. Yeah. You're witnessing history. You're going to tell your kids about this. 
You're going to tell your grandkids about this. You're going to tell them that this was when basketball, this is what real hoops looked like. This is back when the NBA was physical and the players would push <laughs> fans in the stands. That's what you're going to say. Game five in Denver, Tuesday, May 9th, 7 p.m. Arizona time, a late one for you again, Sam. The Suns have a chance to take a lead in the series, and if they continue playing as well as they have, they can do it. Keep in mind, role players play better at home, so the, the Denver Nuggets could be hoping for a better game from players like Aaron Gordon or KCP and pe- people like that. So it's up to the Suns to, to try to get this done. They're going to Game 7. That's going to be tough. That's in Denver. Uh, so obviously, if winning four in a row is basically one of the toughest things to do in the playoffs but obviously if they want to win they're going to have to try to do that obviously we'll be back after that game thank you everyone for listening thank you to those who joined us on playback we'll let you know if there's another one of those coming soon but we appreciate all of you and we'll be back very very soon